This is a Federal News Network podcast. The National Institutes of Health funds what it calls extramural research in a wide variety of fields. My next guest has, for many years, worked to ensure that small enterprises get their share of the grants. Now she's the recipient of a Tibbetts Award from the Small Business Administration for advancing the small business technology transfer and small business innovative research programs. For more, the Deputy Director of the NIH Office of Extramural Research, Dr. Jody Black. Dr. Black, good to have you on. Hi, thank you. It's nice to be here. Just review for us what the Office of Extramural Research does precisely. NIH is the National Institutes of Health, the principal health research and funding agency of the federal government, and its budget's nearly $43 billion. The Office of Extramural Research at NIH provides the corporate framework for NIH research administration, and it provides strategic leadership for setting and implementing the agenda and the policies and processes that govern NIH extramural research. And it's also responsible for the information technology framework and systems that support the grants enterprise. Um, While I was there, one of my goals was to scale a product development enabling office that I had started at the Hartlong and Bunn Institute across the entire NIH. And you say when you were there, so you've moved on from that program. Yes, I have moved on. I am now at the Food and Drug Administration. Okay, well, we'll hearken back to your experience at NIH in that Office of Extramural Research. Tell us the tie-in with small business, small business innovators and technologists. How do they tie in with the extramural research? The small business program is congressionally mandated. It's money that each of the funding agencies within the federal government have to set aside. They can't spend it on anything else. And for NIH, it's about $1.2 billion of non-dilutive funding, but that funding is designed to support the riskiest stages of product development. So here, the government is providing the funding to reduce the proof-of-concept stage risk and help mature technologies for downstream non-federal investments. The problem is that until recently, most scientists don't really understand the product development process or the regulatory requirements or how to talk to investors. They don't understand intellectual property or business development processes. So there's a gap in knowledge. There's a gap in access to expertise. And in the academic setting, there's a lack of sufficient pre-seed funding to help define those products. And so the developing strategies to help fill those gaps at any federal agency, including NIH, helps those agencies meet their main mission, which is improving the health of the nation for NIH or general societal benefit. So for NIH, the mission is to seek fundamental knowledge about the nature and behavior of living systems and then apply that knowledge to enhance health and lengthen life and reduce the burdens of illness and disability. And the NIH tagline is turning discoveries into health. And so the small business program at NIH helps it meet that goal. And how does it do that? You got an award for helping people do this. So this was directing early stage money to small businesses, essentially? Yes. And so what it does is the small business program helps to support the translation, or as I like to say, the transition of innovative potential products to societal benefit. It's the main source of non-dilutive funding that the federal government could help to provide access to resources to mature products, not just write papers and publish them, but actually take the fruition of research and move it into the commercial sector where it does some good. That's why most scientists get into science. Sure. We're speaking with Dr. Jody Black, who until recently was the deputy director of the NIH Office of Extramural Research. So now that you are at the FDA, are you 
in a position to see things that you might have funded with seed money and developing new technologies, new products at the small business level? Are they then coming through FDA at some point for approval as real products in the real marketplace? So that's an excellent question. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about some of the programs that I developed and why I decided to move to FDA based on how those programs were working, if that's okay. Yeah, please tell us. So while I was at NIH, I developed an office there that was intended to bring in the kinds of expertise to provide enabling resources to help small business innovators and academic innovators understand how to bring their potential product to the market, to how to transition it from their laboratory bench to the market. As I said earlier, most scientists don't understand how to do that. And so some of the things that are missing from their knowledge base, whether they've spun out a company or they're still at the bench in the university, is that they don't understand what needs to be done to meet regulatory requirements. They don't understand what needs to be done to meet business case requirements. That thinking about meeting those requirements really needs to be done at the earliest, earliest stage of product development. This is the most immature stage. It's when people are still at their lab bench, but they need to design their experiments in a way that meet regulatory and business case requirements. And they're developed in a way that enables them to develop intellectual property protection that gives them freedom to operate. And you did this how? So I developed programs at NIH and hired in people that are sort of non-traditional people for the NIH environment to help provide regulatory mentoring, business development mentoring, intellectual property mentoring. And I set up a program that was designed to help academic innovators in the university setting understand how to meet all those goals. They're called proof of concept center programs. One is the NIH Centers for Accelerated Innovations, which focused on the mission of the Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute at NIH. And the other is the NIH Research Evaluation and Commercialization Hub programs. So we had two sets of priorities. One was focusing on people who were in the small business environment, and the other was focusing on innovators who were still in the academic environment. The goal was to teach them how to appropriately develop their products so that when it was either time to license it or time to spin out of business, the stage was set to do things properly rather than making very costly sure. mistakes designing the wrong kinds of experiments that don't meet downstream requirements. And so those are the kinds of enabling programs I developed at the Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute and then scaled to all of NIH while I was in the office of the director um, in the Office of External Research to develop an office there called the Small Business Education and Entrepreneurial Development Office, or SEED, which now works across the entire NIH. And give us some examples, anything that saw to, at least on its way to fruition, I can give you lots of examples without divulging anything inappropriate. There was an innovator at one of the academic institutions that was being supported through the Proof of Concept Center program that was developing a technology that helps greatly accelerate the development of certain cells in your blood that help your blood clot. They keep you from bleeding to death, basically. And he became involved in the Proof of Concept Center at his academic institution where he received seed funding, you know, really non-hypothesis-driven funding that NIH normally doesn't provide because it mostly focuses on hypothesis-driven work. But the non-hypothesis-driven seed funding that's required to do the bench work to define the product, in addition to that money, he received mentoring and access to experts, business development processes, regulatory advice from my FDA partners who were involved in these programs to understand what his next steps should be to sort of develop a company and be successful. That company has since 
spun out in under two years. It normally takes about eight to 10 years to do the work that because he was in this very focused proof of concept summer program, was able to understand how to do that. And he competed for a small business award from the NIH um, and he received an award. And so I can tell you that people who participate in these proof of concept center programs at NIH funds have about a 60% success rate when they apply for small business awards. The normal success rate is about 20, 22%. It's a very valuable experience, but it also helps with the original government intentions of thinking about universities as our um, academic innovation centers, helping them sort of spin out and move out of the lab those innovations that the government, the taxpayers, are supporting. This actually gets the government what it wants. The innovations move out, they use the small business program to provide non-dilutive funding, and it sets the stage for downstream investors to help with getting the product on the market, keeping the business going. That's economic development, it's jobs, it makes everybody happy. Sounds like you were pretty excited about that program. Yes, it was a very nice program. I really enjoyed developing it. I worked with some very wonderful people. Now some of those same innovators are going to come through the FDA and say, oh no, it's Jody Black again. (laughs) I hope not. I hope they see it as a good thing. Dr. Jody Black is, well, tell us your current title. Director of the Office of Clinical Policy and Programs. That's in the Office of the Commissioner at the FDA. Thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com slash vision. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.